the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. You're very welcome to the Brendan Option, coming to you courtesy of Immaculate Productions. I'm Father Brendan Kilcoyne. If you like our work, hit the subscribe button. It won't cost you a penny. Uh, if you do wish to be cost a penny, use Patreon or PayPal. Please, above all, keep us in the prayers, but do consider an occasional constructive comment. Apart from our making contact with you, uh, that we hear your opinion, it also helps the algorithm, so it benefits in every way. I'm not looking forward to this video. It's, it's uh, an uncomfortable topic. It's talked about quite often, and often in a very trite way. And you may not like what I'm going to have to say about it, but it does have to be talked about, and I do have to say this about it. I'm going to talk about illness. Boy, you thought it was going to be sex or something like that. No, 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 no. No illness. You know, a doctor will ask, well, what do we mean when we say ill? After all, if you think of it, human beings are, by definition, dying. We are mortal. Mortal. From the Latin Mars, death. Mortal man, mortal woman, is man, woman, dying. Liable to die, destined to die. So we're dying from the moment we're born. And before, in that sense. The issue of illness is one of the great scandals, if you like. It's a tremendous source of scandal to non-believers. Because they will say, you believe in God. Um, I seem to remember Stephen Fry was very eloquent on this point. You believe in God, and your God does this. Okay? So I, I want to tackle something st straight away, because I think a lot of Catholics aren't helping with this. Uh, and particularly, I'm sorry to say, uh, in spite of all the good things that have happened in the last 50 years in the church, um, quite a few bad things happened too. A fair few startled babies were thrown out with the bathwater. And I think we need to get them back. Maybe a man, a woman, who is ill, more than, not just mortal, because you can look damn good on a destined to die like. You can look great. Of course, with modern undertaking, you, look, you can look great having died. Maybe that's the human condition at its purest. What do you think? I mean, if our very nature is that we die, consider that. If our very nature is that we are doomed to defeat for all our brilliance, no matter how high we fly, no matter how far we reach, no matter how eloquent we are, how, 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 how ingenious we are, we are still personally, individually doomed to die. And in due course, the species as we can see from what we know, uh, from what we know of, uh, of paleontology and from, from paleontology and history and all the rest. Maybe this is humanity. Maybe this is the clearest, purest, most genuine experience of the human condition. And if I may get, I wouldn't say creationist, but if I get a tad biblical, a smidgen Old Testamenty about this. 
maybe in the light of Genesis and in the light of the fall. Getting a bit of Augustinian on you here. In the light of, like, <laughs> original sin. Maybe in the light of the fact that we are, even at our best, the most brilliant, the most gifted, the most beautiful set of scumbags ever to walk the face of the earth. Maybe actually we're at our most honest when we're ill. Maybe our situation is clearest when we're ill. This is what you get. This is what it is to be separate from God. This is what happens to those who are separate from God. No matter how beautifully they flower, no matter how brightly they blaze, the flame dies, the flower wilts. Was it Hardy that said, hasn't he that poem? Ah, no, the years, the years, down their carved names, the raindrop ploughs. I think we need to take another look at illness. And I think as healthy people, healthy, inverted commas, healthy, healthy, healthy. In other words, dying people who have not yet begun to look like they're dying who are hiding it successfully so far, or having it hidden for them. I think we need to take another look at this, another look at ourselves, and another look at the church's teaching. Because I think that actually it is in illness, and I don't like being ill, that the greatest graces are to be found. Why? Because that is Calvary, and Calvary goes to the heart of the human condition. When Jesus Christ was condemned to death, and the cross or the cross beam, however they did it, was, was laden or strapped or tied or left on his shoulders. And already half dead from the whipping, he had to carry it out to the execution ground. He entered on the human condition at its purest. This is the unspeakable nature and that filthy, cursed execution ground. The unspeakable nature of separation from God of the slightest separation, of any kind of separation, that you begin and that you end. That you begin and that you end. And as the King James, listen to the King James translation says, I think it's the translation perhaps, oh, I can never remember. I think it's Ecclesiastes. I can never remember this. From the stink of the die-die, which is a very old word for a napkin, because napkins used to be cloth. And I remember when I was a kid, napkins were called die-dies. From the stink of the die-die to the stench of the grave. How short is man's life? Yeah? How short is our life? I'm suggesting to you that we take a radical look at being sick. And that we, we take a radical look at the sick. Is it the Order of Malta who refer to the sick as our lords, the sick? Isn't that an incredible phrase? How different would Catholic history in Ireland have been if we had referred to our lords the sick, our lords the illegitimate, our lords the poor? And we did to an extent. But if we had actually followed the logic, our orphanages would have been more like exclusive boarding schools. Now, people were still beaten in exclusive boarding schools in those days, so you can only afford to be so romantic about this. But there would have been a definite difference of quality. 
our Lord is the sick. It goes against a natural human prejudice. Because there is a stigma. This is deeply primitive. And you see it closely in the Old Testament where it was elevated to a doctrine. There is a stigma attached to, to illness. And there's some very fine theatrical and, and film treatments of this. There's a stigma attached. How about the conversation stopper of saying to your friends over dinner, uh, I have cancer? Now, admittedly, all right. <laughs> okay, in fairness, that is a challenge to the, to, to the most supple of conversationalists. But I wonder how well would most of us handle that? See, there's a sense, people, in a sense, are afraid by illness and disease. You've been touched by something. And in a very primitive way that they would absolutely, um, how would you put it, disavow in, for, in any formal sense. In a very primitive sense, they have a prejudice, perhaps, that this is catching and to move away from those cursed by the gods. But Christianity has turned that on its head. It is the sick who are blessed by the gods. I mean, you understand, I say gods in the sense of Elohim, the God. Okay, I just want to make that clear, okay? I haven't gone, you know, too Amazonian on this. Maybe it's the sick who are the aristocrats. Maybe it's the sick who are the closest to the truth. Maybe it's the sick who are the greatest challenge to us. Maybe, and some of the saints have done it, don't get me wrong, I, my stomach heaves at the thought of it. Maybe we should, you know, have more time for the noble occupation of cleaning chamber pots. St. Camillus and all the rest of it, Mother Teresa. Is it not possible, meaning I think it is possible, that that's where it's at? I don't mean that we all have to do exactly that, but I mean that we have to take a radically different view of illness. And I would include here, I would include here addiction. I would include that. Because addiction carries a huge stigma. I mean, somebody should be able to say effortlessly at the table, um, to an extent they can, but it depends very much on the level of self-confidence of the person. Um, I'm afraid I can't join you in a glass of wine. I'm, I'm, a, I'm an alcoholic. Okay, I don't know if you should be at the kind of party where you're offered a line of coke. Okay, it's you no, know, unfortunately, I must, you know, I must decline the canopy. Uh, I, I'm, a, I'm a drug addict. But you, you see what I'm getting at? Maybe we should be somewhat more at home with illness if we, if we accept the Christian revolution. These are our lords, the sick. This is mortality at its most obvious. And maybe the times in our lives when we have already been sick and I know this personally to be a fact. And I include in that sickness all times of intense disappointment, grief, and all the rest of it. They were the times I was closest to God. Subjectively. Subjectively. They were the times I was closest to God. And it's difficult subjectively to be close to God. Because subjectively you're so dominated by that swaggering bully, the imagination. Which St. Teresa called the madman. And which drives everyone crazy and makes you distracted and sends your thoughts flying. Perhaps we need to be looking at illness again. And perhaps Catholic hospitals are in a strange way. Uh, I know none of this is original, by the way. It's just not being talked about anymore. <sighs> not too much. Perhaps Catholic hospitals 
are the most extraordinarily pure expression of the Catholic apostolate that one could possibly have. Huh? Um, didn't Padre Pio regard as one of his tremendous achievements? It was. It was. Wasn't it called for? Uh, in his in his visions, the establishment of a house for the relief of suffering. It was literally called that, not a hospital. I'm going to throw that, but I'm, I'm, I'm going to leave it at that. I'm just going to bounce that ball. I think illness may actually be where it's at. I think we actually, in a, we, sh we should be envying the ill. Now, you're, you're going to come back at me, and I totally accept that. You may well come back at me and say it's easy for you to say. Okay, you're not suffering from constant pain. I'm not, by the way. Okay, I, I have had a few health issues, but I, I didn't have constant pain or anything like it. Okay, you're not suffering from cancer. No, no, I, I, I am not. I recently lost somebody I very much loved to cancer, my mother, but uh, I am not suffering from cancer. No. I have the height of respect for that and I accept the rebuke, but I, can, I must stand my ground. I honestly believe that ground is where it's at and I take no pleasure in saying it. I think we might have to toughen up a little bit and I think we might have to realise that where there's muck, there's brass. Now, that's an English saying. Is there an American equivalent? Where there's muck, there's brass. Brass was an old English slang word for money. Yeah? I think there's a glint of gold under the suffering. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.